Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like, and share it, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 12.11 p.m. East Coast time. It is Wednesday, November 6th, and we're going to break down this Thursday night showdown slate division matchup, divisional matchup between the Oakland Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. Got that one right now, San Diego anymore. Welcome to the channel. Before we get into it, if you are new here, my name is Sal Vetri. I do cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. Got a ton of NBA content going out every single day on the channel. Projections over on Patreon. NFL, same stuff. Tons of exclusive content on Patreon. So feel free to check that out. Linked up down below if you wish. I will have my Thursday night football tiers on there, as well as a ton of information for the main slate, Monday night football, Loads of stuff dropping every single day on Patreon across multiple sports, so be sure to check that out. Be sure to hit the subscribe button if you get any value or you think this video is different, you think it's cool, anything. It's totally free. It helps me out a lot as a creator if you hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on the audio version, how are those ears doing over there? I really appreciate it. If you take the time to hit the subscribe, follow button, whatever platform you're on, and if you do leave a five-star rate interview, you will be entered into this week's contest for Sunday's Fantasy Draft giveaway, a entry into their main event. Three people will be winning that announced on Saturday. Either way, rating and reviewing takes a couple of seconds, and it really does help and support me a long way in the audio version of this show. So thank you so much. Welcome, everybody. Let's get into this. Social medias are linked up down below. I really do appreciate it. Starting with my interests in this slate in general, we'll see on injury news, but it seems pretty straightforward. Maybe you have some defensive players playing with some banged up injuries, but on both sides of the ball, it seems like the offenses are healthy. I mean, you have all the running backs healthy right now for the Chargers. Even Justin Jackson was back playing five snaps and actually having a few touches against the Packers. You have Melvin Gordon back getting into what seems like a more secure role. Austin Eckler getting pushed a little bit out of his role, although game script has been a big reason why you have Andre Patton, who has played 82% of the snaps the last two weeks for the Chargers and seen not a single target. Um, now the fifth option pretty much every single time he's out there with Hunter Henry, with Trevor running backs out there, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the outside. So their offense is pretty much status quo. And the same thing can be said for the Oakland Raiders, who offense led by Derek Carr, rookie running back Josh Jacobs, who in my opinion is right now number two in rookie of the year voting. If I had to guess behind, it's going to be really hard to top Tyler Kyler Murray's when he has just rushing and passing stats and is winning games as a quarterback with the Cardinals. Not many, but still winning some. Josh Jacobs has been fantastic, a top 10 running back, according to Pro Football Focus right now, in a lot of different areas, elusiveness, break, elusiveness breakaway percentage, break, tackle breaking, a ton of stuff. It just looks really good. Darren Waller continues to excel. Tyra Williams looks completely healthy a few weeks removed from his injury and returning. And Zay Jones last week, who they traded for from Buffalo a few weeks back, uh, John Gruden said going into last week, he's going to get more work. He played 92% of the snaps. Didn't end up in anything, uh, but he was on the field a ton. So the offenses look healthy. Not a lot to break down. For the first time in a while, we haven't really had to worry about injury news on either side of the ball all that much for either team. So let's just get into the interest. There's 16 guys that make the interest board. And look, when you have concentrated offenses where you don't have to worry about the wide receiver four and you don't have to worry about so-and-so maybe being banged up, it's pretty straightforward and it makes a lot of guys in play because these offenses use a good amount of players. And it's more so coming from the Chargers side because they literally have not, if you count Phillip Rivers, they have like six guys in play. And then also I have interest in both kickers and both defenses, which I usually don't have on many slates. Maybe both kickers is a little bit extreme, but definitely both defenses because they're both both priced nicely. Both offensive lines have some flaws and both quarterbacks are definitely susceptible to making mistakes. So 
Starting at the top, this is in no ranking order outside of just being yeses and maybes if you're listening on the audio version, but the video version, you can see it all. And my notes here. Um, so before, um, actually, you know what? Let's just get into it. Josh Jacobs is a yes for me. Oakland has the second worst run blocking or pass blocking advantage on the slate, meaning you're probably going to have to lean on one of your rookie of the year candidates right now to run the ball a little bit better. And it's a neutral matchup. He's only a one and a half point underdog here. But even when they're down a touchdown or two, we saw him in the Packers game, they'll continue to feed this guy. He's been very good. And the defensive tackles for the Chargers have been banged up, missing the past couple of games. Now they looked very good against the Packers, but the Packers game schemed pretty much around their running backs in the pass catching game. And the Chargers just shut that down. Uh, Joey Bosa having maybe the uh, game of his career. Uh, there's banged up players, Melvin Ingram, on this defensive linebacker, defensive end, and their defensive tackles have been banged up for the most part of the last two to three weeks. So Josh Jacobs comes in with a nice price point and a nice matchup for the guy who's probably the priority in the red zone coming out of the backfield. Now his price tag is steep, right? He's priced up to the third most expensive player on the slate behind only the quarterbacks, but I do think it's justifiable. Is he my number one priority, my number one captain interest? Probably not. I usually lean there um, pass catching tight ends and wide receivers, guys who are going to be catching the ball as my, uh, my captains more often, because I mean, for the most part, it's going to take running backs a couple of plays, maybe some goal line carries, of course, to get to your captain spot or wide receivers who have high upside targets as some of the guys in this slate do makes it a lot easier for them to wind up in the captain spot as it really just takes for the most part one big play to explode for them same thing can be said i guess for running backs it's just very rare that you see a 60 plus yard rushing um play or 50 plus yard rushing play compared to the uh, the passing game right you can just target individual players as cornerbacks much easier than a whole defensive line making a mistake Hunter Henry, I have interest in. He's my second yes out of these five. $8,400. He is the priority in all capital letters. If you're watching on the video version, you see that ahead of Keenan Allen right now. He's now been, he's now returned since the Steelers game in four games where people thought he came back early and I do too. And he's just looked fully healthy. A really good injury. Uh, well, a really good injury. Check that. Let's, we're not going to cut that out, but really good recovery from his injury in terms of how quick he came back. He's first in targets, first in receptions and second in routes run for tight ends over the past month since returning. He's just dominant. Um, he's first in a lot of other categories that he could break down into in pro football focus. He's $8,400 and he is the priority of this offense. He would have had a huge game, like over hundred yards last week against the Packers. They had no answer for him. The issue was the Chargers didn't have to throw the ball in the fourth quarter. So uh, he escaped with only what 70 yards for or seven catches for a solid performance of like 70 something yards. Um, but he would have easily had a hundred yards. The Packers had literally no answer. And the Oakland Raiders should also have no answer for him. Zay Jones is 2,600. I put him as a yes. He did nothing last week, but jo- uh, John Gruden said he's going to be more involved in the offense heading into last week. He saw a target, didn't do anything with it, but he played 92% of the snaps and he should avoid Casey Hayward here. I would imagine that they put Casey Hayward on Tyrell Williams, which means that Zay Jones is going to be just getting a a mixture of rotational cornerbacks that the Chargers have been testing out on the other outside. They have Desmond King in the slot. Casey Hayward was very solid on the outside, but then they have a guy now Mike Davis is starting to take over as the number two outside cornerback. And that's just a good spot for Zay Jones. I don't trust in Zay Jones, but if he's going to play, even if he doesn't play 92%, but he plays somewhere in the 80% of snaps in this game against a poor cornerback and he's only 2,600, it's worth the risk, right? And it's not much of a risk at that point either. Uh, The guy's running a ton of routes last week, a ton of snaps. I do like it. Phillip Rivers is the quarterback I would choose between Carr and Rivers. Look, if Carr was like $9,000, I would probably choose Carr here, but he's only $400 less than Rivers. Rivers is surely does not have a great offensive line, but the Oakland Raiders have the 30th out of 32 teams pressure rating in terms of generating a pass rush and they're 27th in coverage. That usually correlates. If you can't get a pass rush in, usually it hurts your secondary and puts more stress on them. And after a long period of time, they'll fumble in terms of just cracking and giving up bigger plays. But the pass coverage is just terrible. No really good outside cornerbacks. They gave away their only decent cornerback and solid cornerback to the Texans and Garrett Conley. And now they have absolutely no pass rush, getting rid of obviously Khalil Mack last year, Bruce Irvin, guys like that in the past. So 
it's not a good spot for this Oakland secondary. Once again, Philip Rivers should has, have as much time as he wants, and he's not that expensive. We've been seeing over the last couple of weeks quarterbacks priced around $12,000 and $11,000 and in that range. For Philip Rivers to be $10,000 in this good of a matchup, as only a one-and-a-half-point favorite, he's not like an eight-point favorite here, meaning Vegas thinks they're just going to run the ball with Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, and Melvin Gordon trio, and for the most part, just a duo of Eckler and Gordon. No, this game is expected to stay close and be pretty much a toss-up. If on a neutral field, it would be um, probably a favored in the Oakland Raiders. So uh, you get a nice spot here for Phillip Rivers. I do prefer him over Derek Carr if you're going to play a quarterback. And then Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen ran 29 routes last week, just one route behind um, Mike Williams, who ran 30. So he seems fine. He seems completely healthy. Now, again, they were leading, so they didn't have to play as aggressive on offense, and he has not had that many great games. But he was also banged up for about two or three of those games, right? Um, he was playing injured, and he admitted that through two games. Now he finally seems to be getting his routes back in a tough matchup last week against Jair Alexander and or Tremont Williams, who has been solid in the slot for the Packers. He seems fully healthy and healed. Uh, the outside cor- or the outside matchup for him, it's not outside. It's in the slot, actually. I wrote on here outside uh, matchup. It's going to be matchup versus joiner. Uh, and I fix this matchup versus Joyner in the slot. Joyner has been very susceptible. A 77 completion percentage is what Lamarcus Joyner is giving up in the slot. 34 receptions, 344 yards, and a touchdown so far this season. Over 106 pass rating against. Really good matchup here for Keenan Allen. $9,000 price tag. I'm fine paying it. And now my laundry list of maybes, right? I mentioned I have 16 interests on this slate. Only five of them are yeses in terms of being priorities as of right now. Again, it's a day and a half before this game starts, but this is where I'm at as of right now. I will quickly get out of the way the two defenses and the kickers. Kickers, I say the same thing as I always do for kickers, and I like Michael Badgley, the money badger he calls himself. Kickers are fine to roster. I recommend just rostering one. You can roster two, but I don't think it's going to pay off for you in the long run. You probably end up losing all your money. You probably lose all your money in showdown anyways, but still. Uh, for defenses, I think both are in play. You have the Chargers against Oakland. Uh, the slate lacks low-end value outside of Zay Jones, right? $2,600 for the most part. So both defenses are in play because defenses have more upside than kickers because they can score touchdowns and score 15 points way more often or more than kickers can and just have a higher ceiling for a similar to cheaper price point, especially if you're looking at the Raiders defense. Raiders defense is terrible. I don't really want to target it, but there may be because of the lack of offensive line play for the Chargers. That said, though, it's going to be probably neutralized by how bad the pass rush is for the Raiders. So I might actually go in here. I'd rather have a kicker than the Raiders defense. I'm going to make them a no live on this screen. But the Chargers will remain as a yes because only $4,200 is not bad against a Raiders offensive line that has been okay, but also has a really bad pass blocking advantage this week, the second worst in the slate against a guy like Joey Bosa, who's coming off of maybe one of the best games of his career looked like an absolute monster against the Packers in the backfield uh, causing havoc for Aaron Rodgers all game and just a good spot in general Uh, Derek Carr has been better this year a lot better uh, but there's still mistakes to be made with him especially if he has to be forced to throw the ball downfield Derek Carr, speaking of him, I likely don't get as much compared to Rivers. I just prefer Rivers more. Derek Carr is the second worst run blocking advantage on the slate. And we already talked about how Philip Rivers has a really good matchup in terms of the secondary is bad and the pass rush for the Oakland Raiders is probably not going to get there for him. Tyra Williams is also going to probably have a, a rough day or just a tougher time getting open with Casey Hayward on him, which then really forces Derek Carr to force the ball to the middle of the field to a guy like Darren Waller, which is fine to do, but he can only do that oh so much, especially since it's a somewhat difficult matchup in the middle of the field against these linebackers and or safeties against the Chargers. So not the greatest of spots for Carr, and you don't really get a price discount on him. If you get there, I think it's okay, but I just prioritize Philip Rivers a little bit more. Uh, Darren Waller, 8,600. I prefer Hunter Henry for $200 less, but we know Waller's upside. He's running 27.6 routes per week. He's an absolute monster in terms of his just 
pure athleticism over the middle of the field, but so is Hunter Henry, to be honest with you. It's a difficult spot here compared to Hunter Henry's spot, and Hunter Henry's had a slightly cheaper tag. Um, so Waller surely in play, though. It just is not as much of a priority for me. So Mike Williams at 7,400. He is in a good spot, ran 30 routes last week. He gets plenty of routes, and he's probably going to benefit the most from the increased time that Philip Rivers has to throw the ball because he runs deeper routes downfield. Now, he had his first 100-yard game, 100 yard game of his career last week on just three catches, so it's kind of fluky, right? One really nice big catch, another one after the yards. But if you're going to have that little volume, and he's probably going to survive on little volume, you're not going to have as much upside. But on a showdown slate for a one-game slate, when you have a fantastic matchup, yes, Mike Williams is in play at 7,400. Yes, he's in play at the captain spot at 7,400. Like I said, I do like putting wide receivers or pass-catching tight ends in that spot. It's a good matchup for the offensive line for the uh, charges, not usually the case for them. So you have to take advantage. It's a fair price point. I do prefer Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. Oh, let's put it this way. I prefer putting at least in my flex spot, Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. I might prefer Mike Williams in the captain spot over Hunter Henry. I do think Hunter Henry has the better odds of being in that captain spot, but Mike Williams just has such big upside in terms of a one play, just boom play for a 50 plus yard touchdown where Hunter Henry probably doesn't have that. He needs to get in a couple of catches. Um, so if it's lower ownership, I do prefer Mike Williams in the captain spot over Hunter Henry, but I'd rather have Allen and or Henry in my flex spot. You're going to have Austin Eckler. He ran just 27 routes the last two weeks, it seems like. And last week was very much skewed because they didn't need him running routes. But also Justin Jackson coming back. We'll see how much he's actually used. Only played five snaps last week, but that's going to directly cut into both the running backs who are already splitting time and probably Eckler more so than Melvin Gordon. I think they're content on giving Melvin Gordon his normal role now. And Justin Jackson's probably going to cut into Eckler if anything else. Um, so I don't have as much interest in Eckler at 7K. I'd rather get to Mike Williams. I think I'd rather get to Melvin Gordon, who just seems to have more touchdown upside, especially in the red zone. It seems like they just want to give Melvin Gordon the ball, which is funny because he fumbles the game away two games ago. But this past week, he looked a lot better just hanging on to the ball. Um, so I do prefer Melvin Gordon right now to Hunter Henry. Speaking of uh, Melvin Gordon, just a solid spot for him as a one and a half point favorite. He's going to be solid. He's going to have more workload, I would imagine, moving forward. And he ran more routes last week, and he's probably going to continue to run similar routes unless they're trailing big as Austin Eckler. So just the overall upside for the same price point and more red zone touchdown upside for Melvin Gordon. I slightly give the edge to Melvin Gordon. Overall, Austin Eckler, Hunter Renfro's $5,000. Desmond King has not been that great this season in the slot. But man, for a rookie wide receiver out of the slot in Hunter Henfro, this is a terrifying spot against Desmond King. Again, has not been solid overall this year, but Desmond King has 16 pounds on him. Um, And just in terms of how much skill Desmond King has to Hunter Henry, I think Hunter Henry is a very skilled, and I was high on him this preseason, making videos literally about him alone in terms of coming out of the slot as rookie wide receivers that should be underrated. He seems like he's hitting a midseason stride with Derek Carr out of the slot, scoring a touchdown last week. $5,000, he's kind of lost here, right? There's nobody in his price range. There's nobody on this slate that at least I have in play in the 6K range, right? Backup quarterbacks don't count. There's nobody in the 5K range. Like he's literally the only player on this slate priced in the 5 or 6K range. That is incredible. Like I don't think we've seen that all season long unless I'm missing something here, right? Not counting these backup quarterbacks. Him priced at $5,000, $800 less. The Chargers are $4,200. They're the next closest option in terms of a cheap down play. So you probably just get to more Hunter Henry because of his price point. Nobody's in the 6K range. Nobody's in the 5K range besides him. And the only other team that's in the 4K range is the Chargers. So there's such a huge drop-off here that he just becomes built-in value, even though he's not super cheap, because there's no other options. It's the kickers in the defense below Hunter Henry, and then it's Zay Jones. So Or Hunter Renfro, sorry. And then it's Zay Jones. So... I think he's okay to play. It's a tough matchup though, but there's just nobody else. It's a big hole in terms of you have the 10 and 9K range and then some of the 7K range, and then you drop off to the 4K range. Um, After that, it's just the kickers that we talked about. I think Andre Patton is interesting. He's $200 and he's played 82% of the snaps each of the last two weeks. He just has zero targets. Like here's the thing. 
Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler, and or Melvin Gordon, who is that, who's everywhere on the field, unless both of them are on the field, are always going to be a priority over Andre Patton. But Andre Patton, if he's going to be on the outside for 80% of the game against these terrible cornerbacks um, in Trevion Mullen and Daryl Worley for the Oakland Raiders on the outside, like he's going to get some separation, even though he hasn't, he hasn't gotten any looks, but for $200 playing 80% of the snaps, I would be remiss to not at least mention his name on this slate. So now as I filter through my player pool, I'll talk about some of the guys that I have as nodes that I'm sure people will be interested in. Again, if you're playing a ton of lineups, 150, these guys are probably in your player pool. You just set up different rules and ownership you will get lower amounts in them maybe. But if you're playing one lineup, this is how I prioritize my interests. I don't really want Jalen Richard. He's had 10 total touches over the last three weeks. But Sally's played 30% of the snaps each of the last two weeks. He has 10 total touches over the last three weeks. He's $3,000. He's well overpriced for what his role actually is in this offense. 11.8. But Sally catches the ball. 11.8 routes run per week this entire season. They're not using Jalen Richard. They should be, right? But Josh Jacobs has been that good and they just don't use him in the passing game either. It's very weird. But they're just not using Jalen Richard. And I think they should use Josh Jacobs more and probably use him more in the passing game over Richard, but $3,000 too much. Tyrell Williams is $8,000. I love Tyrell Williams. I think he's a special talent, but he has Casey Hayward on him and he's $8,000. So in realistically, if I'm playing one to three lineups in the 8K range, I prefer Darren Waller. I prefer Hunter Henry. I prefer paying down to Mike Williams. I prefer paying down to Melvin Gordon on this slate over Tyrell Williams, who has the worst matchup on the entire slate. Whether you're a running back, a tight end, a slot um, wide receiver and outside wide receiver. The worst matchup on the entire slate is against Casey Hayward, where Tyrell Williams will likely line up for the most part of the game. Foster Monroe, no interest. Oh, but Sal, I know Foster Monroe's name. I've seen it before. Yeah, you've seen it because he scored two touchdowns this season or whatever it is. He's running less than 10 routes per week. I'm not paying, like he should be priced at $800, realistically. He's a, pa- he's a run blocking tight end who's running 9.8 routes per week, primarily a blocker, 15 total routes run, 7.5 per week over the last two weeks each. Like you only know him because he fell into the end zone a couple of times. You don't want to be paying uh, an elevated, probably by at least $1,000 too expensive for this guy who's just not running routes. Justin Jackson only played five snaps last week. I'll be interested to see how they use him this week, but not worth $1,800 price tag. DeAndre Washington's $1,000. He played 15 total snaps uh, as the most he's ever played in a single game all season long. You're just having a ton of snaps going to um, the Josh Jacobs, the starting running back. The last two weeks combined, he's only played 16 total snaps, eight on average. You're lucky to get three to five touches out of DeAndre Washington in a good week. No interest there. Trevor Davis played just one snap last week when Zay Jones took over a huge role and Virgil Green is seeing just 22 total routes run over the past month since Hunter Henry returned no interest there that is it that is a breakdown of 23 players that I have on this list and out of the 23 in some sort of interest I have 15 I think that there's probably 18 that are viable you can throw in Jalen Richard Tyrell Williams as viable players that's about it um, those are probably the the 17 total players that I think are viable in a player pool if you're MMEing. I filtered it down a little bit if you're only entering a couple of lineups hopefully this video helps hit the subscribe button before you leave Follow me on Twitter at SalVetriDFS and linked up down below is my Patreon if you're interested in my exclusive content. Listening on the audio version or watching the video, there's a link up down below in the description to the audio version. If you leave a five-star rate and review, that helps me out honestly so much on the audio version, reaching more people. And just you'll be entered into a three um, or into a spot where three people, three random uh, reviewers will be entered into a contest to win a free fantasy draft ticket on Sunday, usually valued around $25. Your account will be credited before the game start on Sunday. I will announce the winners on Saturday evening. So thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Sal Vetri. Enjoy if it's a Thursday, you're watching this Wednesday, whatever it is. Maybe you're watching on Friday and you're just watching because you like my content or listening. Thank you so much. I appreciate you tuning in. Really do appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to hit 15,000 subscribers probably by Sunday at the latest. So you all friggin' rock. Peace out. Yay.
I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoy this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.